0: All right, before we get started reading one of my favorite books from one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Don Miguel Ruiz, called The Toltec Art of Life and Death, I want to talk to you guys about ButcherBox, because one of the things that I really love about ButcherBox is that it makes it easy. You know, I live alone now, and so I don't like going to the grocery store all the time, and I actually have pretty simple tastes. You know, I can stock up on the favorite things that I like, and one of those things is I'm a meat eater and I love eating meat that's been actually cultivated in the way that it should. Grass-fed beef, pasture-raised chicken, heritage breed pork, wild-caught Alaskan sockeye salmon. Like these are the things that are going to nourish my body both physically and energetically in the ways that I want. And that's, you know, my choice about how to live my life, but it's important that the food that we have is sourced in the best way possible and ButcherBox does a great job doing that and it just arrives in the mail every month and I just know that I have food to eat, food that I can cook that's really simple to cook. I got a bunch of great spices that I love that I add to these meals that I cook and I just know that I always have something there. So if I'm writing, if I'm working, if I have people over, whatever, like my freezer is stocked and I got all the good best stuff possible and it just really makes it convenient. So I encourage you guys if you're interested, definitely try it out. So you're gonna get eight steaks for free in your first box, plus $20 off, that's like a huge offer. I mean, it's gonna be two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two New York strip steaks, and $20 off your first box. And that's only for this month as like a special Black Friday deal. And then in addition, if you use the code Aubrey at checkout, No matter what, whether it's this month or whether you're listening to this in the archives, you're always going to get a special offer for that and you're always going to get a discount. So go to butcherbox.com slash Aubrey or enter Aubrey at checkout. Once again, that's butcherbox.com slash Aubrey or enter Aubrey at checkout. All right, everybody, welcome to AMP Books number 14. And this is the second to last of the AMP Books in season one of AMP Books. We're going to AMP Books number 15. So I hope you guys have enjoyed it this far. And it's taken me a little while to get to one of my favorite spiritual teachers who's been Don Miguel Ruiz. And if you've listened to me on my podcast and other podcasts, this was the first individual, not only his writing, which first started with the Four Agreements and then with the Mastery of Love, in which I really took some text and was really blown away by the message that was provided, but I wasn't really completely as on board as when I went to go see Don Miguel Ruiz at one of his retreats down in Mexico. And the first thing that I realized was that the moment that he greeted me and gave me a hug, he hugged me like I was his long lost son that he'd never met before. And he hugged me with that kind of passion and that kind of love. And it was something that kind of took me back. It was just a tangible somatic experience, which was pretty cool. And then he taught and then he he lectured and, and gave a lot of pearls of wisdom that I've always kept in mind from the moment that he started teaching. But that wasn't the real thing. What I really noticed was, is that at the end of all the teaching and all the workshops and the classes, we would go down to the beach at sunset and he would always have a glass of wine and he would be by himself for this moment and there'd be people around him but he would sip that glass of wine and when he would sip it which was the same house red that he was always sipping this wasn't some fancy bottle they brought up from the cellar just for Don Miguel this was just the house red wine and he would sip it and when he would sip that wine it was like the first time he would tasted the best red wine he'd ever had and he wasn't putting on a show he was just doing his thing he was just being in a place where he'd refreshed his senses that hedonic adaptation that we're all fighting against where we just get used to stuff like he didn't have that and when he looked out at the sunset he would look out at it and he would smile so broadly like from his heart to his eyes and he would look out at what was really the same sunset every day and look at it with just the rapture and awe of somebody who'd never seen a sunset before and i realized that he wasn't just talking about the way. He was living the embodiment of the way. And when I realized that, I realized that something else was possible. And so he was the first person that gave me permission to actually believe that there was a state that we could get to where we could live in that permanent state where you're seeing through the eyes of love, where you're actually in a place where you can look out at the world with awe and joy. And so that's why he became probably you know, the the greatest spiritual teacher for me. And since then I've found many great spiritual teachers, I think, you know, while I haven't got to spend time with Ramdas, it certainly seems like he provides some of those same lessons and that same wisdom. Uh, but Don Miguel Ruiz was the first one for me. And he comes from the Toltec School of Philosophy, which is also a deeply rooted ancient tradition. And it's really just resonated with me for a long, long time. And this book that I'm reading from, The Toltec Art of Life and Death, is probably his last book, and I think it's his ultimately his masterwork, and it's an interesting book because it's part uh, truth. It talks about when he actually went into a coma, and then part fiction where he fictionalizes the guides and allies and helpers that were kind of guiding this dream. And so, in the story, which was you know somewhat loosely based on the fact that he was actually in a coma, um, and his mother Sarita was actually there and worried about him. And so the story has two main characters, Sarita and Don Miguel, and then a bunch of fictional characters, which is Don Miguel's ancestors, his lineage that goes back to his great-grandfather, Don Ezekiel, and his great-grandfather's friend, uh, Gandara, and their friend Nacho, and this lineage of Toltec masters that ultimately passed on to him and then passed on to Don Miguel's sons. So in this passage, two of the helpers that have been helping guide both Don Miguel and Don Miguel's mother in the dream, which is actually kind of layers of the dream because he's in a coma, but they also talk about the dream of humankind in general, life as being a sort of dream. And they are talking about what they've done and how they've lived. And so I'll pick up right from there with Don Ezekiel, his great-grandfather who's in spirit form and Don Ezekiel's friend, Gandara, and their conversation. Ghostly but loyal. He and Gandara were here to serve Miguel, the dreamer, while Miguel, in whatever way he could, was serving the ones he loved. What is there to do but to serve, he said, turning away in that split second the two men had left the darkened room and were standing in a small garden within the hotel courtyard the night was cold and the shadows were stretching grasping i find it comforting to know and significant that my great-grandson did one thing impeccably ezekiel said and that is he lived the life of a man ezekiel stated he ate drank blundered and bled like everyone else he made love like a hero fought like a warrior slew dragons and remained faceless he moved among the sleepwalkers awakening the few the thousands he laughed Ezekiel's legs did a spidery jig he danced he had fun indeed He was an agile artist, commissioned by life, added Ezekiel. Gandara looked at his friend in the strange light and nodded. You are wise, old thorn, and a champion among men, he said with renewed cheer. I forgive you for everything that came before. For what? I am blameless. You, blameless? Gandara hooted. Can you truly say that? After all you... Gandara's eyes flashed defiantly and then softened ah rogue you almost pulled me back again he chided chuckling lightly they fell silent reflecting words in their mischievous masters belonged to another dream another age it was time for these honored guests to leave the human carnival they exchanged amicable looks and strolled out of the garden keeping in step with each other as hungry shadows slip back into darkness. Wait, what of the mother? Gandara asked, remembering Sarita. His friend stopped short, and together they listened to the sounds of the night. I no longer feel my granddaughter calling me, Ezekiel said, trying to sense what would not make itself seen. He reached out to touch a red hibiscus blossom, folded neatly in its sleep. It was as smooth as velvet, pulsing under his fingertips, and ready to burst open at the first flash of sunlight. Life was taking a breath, it seemed. Life was lying in wait. Perhaps Sarita has come to the same conclusion, Gandara surmised, and taken her leave of this dream. Could it be possible? Ezekiel questioned. If we can do it, she can do it, my good friend, my true friend. Gandara smiled broadly, feeling a weight lift from his beefy shoulders. He picked one of the blossoms. True, you say, Ezekiel teased. You and I were pure fiction, the figment of an ancient dream, the stuff of lies. But what amicable lies we were. Ezekiel and his wondrous ways. Gandara and his beguiling belly. And let us not forget our friend Nacho and his daring band of tricksters. The two men embraced, punching each other affectionately as a full moon rose above the villas, the stone ruins, and the sleeping world. They laughed with unreserved pleasure. They laughed all the way back to the bright little spaces of memory they had come from, far from the jealous whimsies of the human dream their footsteps falling in unison until they could be heard no more. So in that passage, these two old masters who had come back and dipped into the dream of Don Miguel's life and the dream of Don Miguel's mother's life reflect on life itself. And I think one of the first parts of that passage that really strikes me is the recognition that Yes, Don Miguel served to help awaken the truth within so many people, awaken the truth of people expressing themselves as love and understanding themselves as beings of consciousness, the unborn and the undying, all of the work that Don Miguel had done. But what Don Ezekiel, his great-grandfather, was so proud of him for was that he lived the life of a man. Not that he transcended, not that he ascended, not that he reached enlightenment, not that he served so many people, but that he lived that he ate and bled and blundered and fought and loved and danced and did all the things that we're here to do because if we don't do that shit then we didn't do life like we can give up on the human parts of life and just focus on our spiritual life only but then we're missing the point you know it's like when i was talking to paul selig who was you know accessing and channeling the wisdom of what he calls the guides and when i asked him the question you know what are the guides missed and you know regardless of what you believe about paul selig the message was the same they said we miss the sunlight on our skin and the rain and the kiss of someone's lips we miss the human experience because as pure consciousness we're always going to get there you know we're all walking each other in whatever meandering path it takes to get there but while we're here we got to live we got to live and love and do all the human things and i think that's the great wisdom and one of the things as you read the book that's a signature of don ezekiel particularly who's you know kind of the the great forefather of a lot of the wisdom that's talked about here is his Commitment to laughing and dancing, and also being a trickster, because he understands the folly of life itself and the dream, and the fact that we're here to learn and the fact that we're here to live. And really, the only thing that makes the most sense is to just laugh and have fun and be aware. And it's one of the reasons why I like the concept of controlled folly, which comes from the Toltec wisdom, which is understanding that life is this crazy wild experience where we have all of these opportunities to learn and grow and face challenges and everything but we should do all that with the understanding that who we truly are is something that is outside of this dream of humankind and when we wake up to that we can really start to laugh and enjoy ourselves and that's our real birthright is to enjoy it you know and i've always felt like i'm my truest self you know whether that's on a psychedelic medicine journey or whether that's just through happenstance when i'm the silliest most playful when i'm kind of ruthlessly teasing somebody in a really funny way and just laughing and howling and you know there's a sense of aliveness that comes through me where it's just all of my senses are really alive and and laughter is just one tiny tickle of the mind and imagination away and that's when I'm at my fullest expression. And sure, there's other expressions, there's expressions of love and all of these other expressions are great, but the true essence of me comes at that moment of playful laughter. And I think that's probably the case for all of us when we really tap into that. So you know, a lot of wisdom in that passage, also talking about Sarita, who is obviously a mother whose son is in a coma and recognizing that even her you know with all the challenges that she's facing can transcend and also do the same have the same perspective as you know the masters who had passed before ezekiel and gandara that it's possible for all of us no matter the conditions and they kind of recognize that yeah even she can get there without their help at this point you know like that wisdom is not excluded from anybody in any situation it's always possible so a beautiful passage from a beautiful book from a beautiful teacher and i really encourage you guys to check it out if you're called to it so it's called the toltec art of life and death um one of my favorite books and there's just pearls of wisdom throughout but if you're going to take anything from this amp books it's just to remember that you know through all of it there's an opportunity and an invitation to live and to laugh and to love thanks everybody i'll see you next week